Dueling Genre Productions presents Immunities, an audio drama. What a beautiful night. Yes, it is. Did you see that? See what? A light. It's gone now. Are you okay? I'm feeling a little drowsy. I better sit down. Here, let me help you. About five months ago, there was something in the night sky. Something happened to the people who saw it. And if someone looked them in the eyes, it would happen to them too. How are you feeling? I am feeling much better. I thank you for asking. And you yourself, how are you feeling? Oh, I'm fine. Or, uh, I was fine. I feel a little unsteady now. I suggest having a rest. It did me a world of good. They looked at their families, and then they searched out friends, strangers, everybody. Some people didn't change. We think maybe one person out of 2,000. So, for five months, you've just been hanging out? Shelly, I don't know what this is. I've never seen anyone just become normal again. I have to be careful. You might just change back into one of them. You might be one of them now. (sighs) This is too complicated. I'm too tired to deal with it. And I'm still half expecting you to tell me it's all just a story. It isn't. I just know I have to close my eyes now. Wait. Shelly? No. Shelly? 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 Don't worry. Shelly? Just for a second. Shelly! Immunities. An audio drama about almost everyone being against you. Available from DuelingGenre.com and your podcatcher of choice starting in July. Dueling Genre. Welcome to Lord of the Rings Minute, the daily podcast where we analyze the movie The Two Towers, one head on a stick at a time. I'm Cassandra Fredrickson. I'm Norman Mitchell. And joining us today, we have returning guest Sean German from the upcoming Groundhog Day Minute podcast. Hello. Hello. Thanks for having me back. Yeah. How are you doing today? Fantastic. Awesome. Certainly better than that beheaded orc. Right? (laughs) (laughs) So today we're going to be talking about Minute 36, which starts with Aomer continuing his line from last time, maybe's horses buried a better fortune than their former masters, and ends with Aragorn kind of dismounting and looking around, and there's a lot of bodies, and it doesn't look nice. No, not not a good place. No. So we talked a lot about Aomer these past couple weeks, uh... But he He's been our prime character for the last, like, 12 minutes or so. He continues to be so dramatic. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. Very melodramatic. Do not, do, do not believe in hope. It's forsaken these lands. <laughs> it's do not trust to hope. Do right? not yeah. trust to hope. Yeah. Hope is a deceitful harlot. I guess. <laughs> yeah, he seems like someone who's who's been betrayed by hope and, and trusts it no more. Mm-hmm. But I, I like this scene. This is a nice transition between what comes before, obviously, and then what we'll be talking about later in the week. And I like 
I liked particularly the contrast. Um, and I'm, I'm jumping right to the end, but when the riders um, ride off and leave the, the three of our fellowship alone, mm-hmm. that we see this kind of just the sea of horses and riders recede and just leaves these three, well, a, a man, an orc, and a dwarf just in the middle of the lands alone again. Mm-hmm. And I think it's a that that was a powerful image for me that kind of just the, this mass comes up and surrounds them. And then just as suddenly it peels off and leaves them alone again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's uh, Peter Jackson says this, one of his favorite moments in this scene uh, is when Vigo has that really pensive look on his face. And you can see the whole group of the Rohirrim just kind of riding away behind him. And it, I I do like that shot because it's it shows Aragorn like trying to figure what he's gonna do next. Like what if what if Mary and Pippin are dead? Mm-hmm. Like I gotta go see for myself. But he does have this look on his face like he doesn't really have any hope either. Yeah, and, and we're with him because there's this is this is different. There's a lot of movies that you sit and you watch and you know, okay, there's danger, but. The hero's going to win in the end. There's going right. to be a happy ending. Everything's going to be okay. But at this point, we've lost Gandalf. We've lost Boromir. So, like, the fact that we, we didn't see exactly what happened with Merry and Pippin, but it did not look good the last time we've seen them. And, and, and what we've heard um, from Elmer is not good. So, right. like, it's completely believable that that something terrible has happened because the movie has set it up saying... You know, this is not one of those movies. We kill people. People go and they do not come back in this world. So why not these two? Well, most of them don't come back. Yeah. Yeah. Gandalf accepted. Uh. Yeah. <laughs> Spoiler alert. But yeah, so I mean, so so the, the, the stakes are a little bit higher in this world than they might be in some others. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that makes sense. Especially because Merry and Pippin are not... Frodo and Sam. Like, Frodo and Sam are, like, the main hobbits. Right. Like, as far as the narrative is sort of concerned, especially the way the narrative is put together in the the movie trilogy as opposed to the books, it's like, to this point, Merry and Pippin don't really feel, like, important to the story. Right. Mm -hmm. Like, the story story could carry on without them to its conclusion that it has. (sighs) Well, I mean, can it, though? Yeah, I mean, it can. Uh... It, I mean, it would it would be a, a a different set of movies than we got. Yeah, but I there mean, was no yeah there was no guarantee we were going to get the movies we did get. And trying to uh, sometimes I try to put myself in the position of someone who hadn't read the books dozens and dozens of times before these movies came out. And like, you know, for some people seeing this, there might be some mystery. They might not know how it ends. All they know is there's there's another movie after this, so you can kind of time it out like. It's like if when you're watching Law and Order and they fig- they finger someone like before the first commercial break and you're right. like they're not ending the show early there's going to be some twist coming like at this point you know it's a trilogy so like going back to like you said Frodo and Sam they're probably okay at this point because there's a whole movie left but yeah Merry and Pippin there's no there's no guarantee um and and taking our and even if we feel well they couldn't die because they're not so central to the plot as far as we know as a viewer, but taking our cue from, you know, from Aragorn, Legolas, Gimli, like they're, they're really concerned. They're heartbroken. We failed them. Mm-hmm. They're, they're yeah. concerned. They're worried. So it's like, oh, 
maybe this is a big deal. They seem to think it's a big deal. Yeah, and we uh, we continue to see Legolas grappling with the idea of of death mm-hmm. in this minute. Uh, well, this... that's next time. Next time you get the really good look of uh, like on his face as he like kind of surveys the right. Yeah, <laughs> but I mean, like as the horses ride away, Legolas is still just kind of like looking back and forth, a little confused. Mm-hmm. He's lost. That yeah. poor elf. <laughs> well, and and I also want to mention the the music for this minute. Is is it's different than than I've noticed from 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 other scenes, and it's going to change later this week. It's got these flourishes that kind of get clipped, and then there's silence, mm-hmm. and then like another one, like and then a break. It's not kind of the usual like there's sad music in movies that's strings and horns and, and kind of similar instrumentation as we're hearing here. But I don't know if I can think of an instance that has like the de- you know there's an ending with those silences that kind of it put me a little bit on edge because it just it doesn't flow as much as the usual score like that really it kind of took me a couple listens to like like why is this so edgy like I didn't pick up on that but then when I literally then I kind of again like after a, a, just watching this minute over and over again I picked up oh the music is stopping and then there's these little breaks of silence and then it kind of picks up again and that kind of i think helps the mood a lot yeah because it's interesting that we've we've gotten so used to having music in movies that it's Mm -hmm. immediately noticeable if there isn't any yeah uh in horror movies that tends to be one of the biggest signals that there's about to be like a jump jump scare scare. Uh the music the music stops just before the scare happens right and then you get the big like then there's String. a crescendo out of yeah. nowhere. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I think that he, um, Howard Shore, uses that to really good effect to under, well, underscore, if you pardon the pun, like the the emotions that these three are, are having because mm. like they have, they're experiencing sadness, but they're also experiencing doubt. And they're also like, you know, they they actually might be dead. So. It's... Right. And, and Aragorn, because, you know, he's a man, like big M, you man. Uh, is dealing with the idea that Rohan is like falling. Yeah. In this moment, at the same time. Yeah, that's true. Which is probably something he hadn't really considered. Mm-hmm. Well, he's yeah, because he's been away. Yeah. For so long. Because he hasn't been down in these parts in like sixty years. Mm. Yeah, because yeah, they've ju- they've just learned about um, Saruman's treachery and what's going on with with Theoden and all that. So, you know, as if they don't have enough to worry about. Right, like this is them seeing the extent to which Saruman is corrupted mm-hmm. after being mm-hmm. told by told by Gandalf in the first movie. Right. Yeah. Aragorn probably didn't even know Theoden was still alive. <laughs> yeah. And now to be. <laughs> I mean, he's like seventy, right? Yeah. Yeah. Why wouldn't he still be alive? Mm-hmm. I feel like most men don't live that long. Yeah, but he's a king. That's true. All the kings live long. He's time. got like good health insurance and stuff. Right, you know, <laughs> he's I don't got know, the man. premier plan. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. We we talked a little bit last week. I don't I don't think Rohan has good medical oh, services. Yeah, that's true. Well, now I, I I do have a question. Speaking of the the Rohan, as they ride off, they head north. Mm-hmm. Do we know where, or do you know where they're going? I was like looking at the map. I'm trying to think of because they they're near. They're obviously we're or we're going to find out that they're near, um, Fangorn Forest. Right. They're kind of on the northern edge of Rohan to begin with. Mm-hmm. 
So if they're if the riders are heading north from here, where are they headed? I think that they're just scouting for more Urukai, yeah. more orcs to kill. Because they're okay. technically like they're not supposed to be in Rohan because he's been exiled. So right, he's leaving. yeah, yeah, he's leaving, and on his way out, he's going to kick over take every... as many Urukai yeah, as he's, possible. He's going to kick over every sandcastle <laughs> he comes across. Yeah. Okay. So where uh, the... where is he going? I don't. He doesn't even know. Mm-hmm. Probably. It's just you know somewhere to sulk. Yeah, <laughs> it's gonna find a good sulkin cave. <laughs> it feels like there's way more riders in this scene than there were in the like the previous minutes. Well, when you're doing the close-up shots, you can't have two hundred guys no, I know. crowded around. But like when they do the circle thing, it yeah, feels like there's less horses, and then all of a sudden there's like more horses. Yeah, I know they they. It it does look inconsistent, <laughs> but so does the band of Urukai doing like the running montages. Yeah. That doesn't look consistent either. That's true. And then, like, the number of Urukai we see running from, like, 12, 13 minutes ago when they do that overhead shot. Mm-hmm. And then this pile of bodies doesn't look like the same number of Urukai at all. <laughs> like, this is way fewer. This is, like, ten guys in a pile. <laughs> well, I mean, because they're also, like, been Hacked up murdered. and burned. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, like, I'm sorry. That is, that is not enough hacked up body parts for, like, 50 guys. Do it's you have experience enough. with this? <laughs> How many guys have you hacked up into a pile? Right? <laughs> uh, I will plead the fifth. <laughs> oh, God. But, no, I, I just think it's really funny. Like, the, I don't know where the horses come from. Do they just have more horses on the outskirts of I the guess. circle thing? I guess. Because it looks like they all, you know circle up it looks like there's about like 40 guys when they do the close-up thing and then they're riding away there's like there's a there's like 100 yeah but then gandalf says there's like like what a, a, i don't know a, a thousand a thousand like yeah. you, have, you have like three thousand good men riding north or whatever the heck he says mm-hmm. we'll get there that's the 10 minutes <laughs> away yeah well i could kind of see like because at first they they don't know what they're getting into so maybe they have like half half the riders kind of hang back be like, all right, we're going to go check these guys out, see what's going on. So maybe initially it is 40, 50 riders. And then after like, okay, you know, we don't, we don't quite trust these people or these beings, you know, this, this elf and this, this um, dwarf, but there's not going to be a fight going down. It's not an ambush. Mm-hmm. So then the rest of the riders come in. So by the time they're, they're peeling off, they're riding away. Then you've got the full complement of the hundred and there's another 2,900, you know, just around the other side of the mountain. <laughs> yeah, you know. <laughs> that means that Aragorn's um, stupid plan last week, like, hopping out <laughs> behind the rock and calling them, like, there's more horses behind him. Right, like, there's look. just way more down the hill. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Some ranger you turned out to be. <laughs> Though, I guess, you know, in, in these times, you, I don't know, you look for allies where you can find them. And it, it turns out, okay... They don't kill him, right? And they give him two horses, so it was nice. Yeah, and that's pretty serious. I mean, for the the, the riders of Rohan, like horses are pretty key mm-hmm. to their economy. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that that's that's no small thing to to give up two horses like that. Yeah, man, it's a kingly gift. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, the guys that were riding him were dead. So. Yeah. I mean, Amr certainly has no idea who the hell Aragorn is yet. Right. I, you know, he probably feels guilty for, like, accidentally killing his friends. Right. Accidentally <laughs> killing. He's like, did I kill two kids? Yeah. You know, he feels bad. 
He's just, he just feels bad. It's he's his like, way of making up for just, it. I, I know you lost two friends. Here's two two more furry friends. Yeah, here's some <laughs> replacements. <laughs> just Amor's just totally practical. Here, here are two more friends. They'll be far yeah. more loyal to you than any human. Right. Yeah. Sorry, sorry, I killed your two kids, but you know we're even now. We're good. Two for two. Here, right? Here's here's two of mine. So. Uh... Yeah. Exactly. Bye. Yeah. Gonna ride off into the sunset now and be broody. Yep. Yeah. Uh, me and me and my brood squad. And I, we're just riding away. Haha, brood squad. <laughs> <laughs> I am the brood squad. Uh, Amor is the brood wrong squad. Movie. <laughs> uh, man, that's silly. There's not a whole lot that happens in this minute. I do like the transition of. Uh, the way that Legolas, Gimli, and Aragorn like start to ride in one direction, mm-hmm. and then the camera flips around to show us the head on the stake. Yeah, it, I think it's a really mm-hmm. cool transition because the horses don't really change position in the shot; they just it, you're just flipped around and looking at them the other way. Mm-hmm. And I think that's kind of cool. I like the way that they did that, and the way the head just kind of slowly comes into frame. Uh, <laughs> which I guess edited for TV, they put a helmet on it. They like shot a part of they shot this again with a helmet on a pike. Or like they made a digital like shot edited. with a helmet. That's really funny. Is to, that some is somehow better? I, I guess. <laughs> like if you don't see the disembodied head, if it has a helmet on, I guess it's not as bad to just see a, a dead head sitting there. <laughs> or for safety, just like I mean, when I'm I'm old to tell you how old I am. When I was a kid, we rode bikes and skateboards and everything, and. I we nobody had a helmet. Nobody wore helmets. We skied. We did all kinds of crazy stuff with no helmets. We right. put heads on pikes. No helmets. <laughs> Whereas you know these days, kids, you're you know I don't know if they can yo-yo without a helmet these days. Like, I mean, there skiing, weren't uh, bike riding, everything. Yeah, even the orcs are wearing helmets. There weren't mandatory helmet laws for bikes and skateboards around here until I was fifteen, sixteen. Mm-hmm. And then the law was if you're under 16, you have to wear one. If you're over 16, we're not going to make you. So you kind of you get grandfathered in at that point. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you're already lost. We don't care what happens to you. But right. but the kid, <laughs> the younger ones. Yeah. So that's interesting. I haven't seen those. Uh, I mean, as soon as they came out, I saw this in the theater. And then, of course, as soon as the discs came out, I, I have those. So I've never seen uh, the, the TV edits of any I know, of I've the never three. seen these movies on TV. I, I have, but I can't remember this moment being like a helmet. Like... Yeah. So, did they put a helmet on the head, or just a helmet instead of the head? I'm not sure. It, it makes it sound like okay. First of all, if there's a if there's a pike through a helmet, I have questions. <laughs> Someone went through a lot of effort to do that. Because from what I understood, like they shopped out the head, so just, it was it was it wasn't gross, and they just put a helmet on instead. It, it sounds to me like it's a helmeted head, but I could oh, be wrong. Okay, like. Also, the helmet is like the, the the helmet. The head on this no. pike is like is swaying in the breeze, but in a way that looks like not quite right to me, because the head is moving. Oh, because it's like rubber. Yeah, but like it's just moving oh. because they uh, they couldn't dig any holes mm. or light any fires in this area because the conservation people were like, no, you can't disturb the ground here, like significantly. So they had to put everything up on like blocks and platforms. So this must just be like a stick with a square base. Yeah. And it's wobbling <laughs> as they approach it. Yeah. Well, and I wonder because there is, they they put in some wind sounds right at that moment when, when you're still up close and you can see that the head kind of shaking. Yeah. 
And I wonder if they're watching and they're like, what, you know, oh, the head's shaking. What are we going to do? We're going to reshoot it? Nah, just put in some wind sound. <laughs> yeah, just put in some wind. Because I don't be think fine. it's like anywhere else. Like, it's not particularly windy, but like, just there's like a one or two seconds where like suddenly there's a whoosh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, like, yeah, that, 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 you know, we know someday someone's going to be watching this movie one minute at a time <laughs> and they're going to wonder about the wobbly head. And like, just put in some wind sounds. That's why the head's moving. Yeah, it'll be fine. Because the smoke is blowing, but it's not, like, gusting. Yeah, it, it's not moving any more so than, like, the smoke off charcoal on a totally clear, not windy day. It's right. just drifting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, the, the smoke implies that there is no wind, but this head is just wibbling <laughs> back and forth. So if we use, like, a head on a pike instead of, like, a weather vane, uh, <laughs> you, you can't the tell the direction. Okay? <laughs> that... Uh, it's wobbling back and forth this way, so the wind's either blowing that way or that way. Yeah, like can't really, can't really tell. Yeah, I don't know if that's the best system. But... <laughs> it's coming crossways. Ugh, gross. But I don't know if I have any more. I don't have any more notes for notes. this. Uh, thanks for joining us today, Sean. Oh, thank thanks for having me. Yeah, yeah I enjoyed it. Sorry, it's a light day. Eh. We'll get some, we'll get some meat later. Yeah, uh, it's back on the menu after all. Oh my god, <laughs> that was two weeks ago. <laughs> so, uh, where can our listeners find you on the interwebs? Um. Well, yeah, sure. If, if folks want to hear more of me and and my broody talk, uh, they can find me at Groundhog Minute, the Groundhog Day podcast with my host Dave Palace. And you can find that on iTunes and Google Play and also on our website, which is GroundhogMinute.com. Awesome. And we are from the website DuelingGenre.com. Check us out there as well as all the other podcasts. And uh, if you feel like supporting us on Patreon, go ahead and check out DuelingGenre.com slash support. Uh, special thanks to our Patreon associate producer, Ed Foster. I hope everyone has a good Monday and we'll be back tomorrow to talk about the 37. Bye.